Good morning and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just pray. Heavenly Father, we are so encumbered by all the things of this world and sometimes the weight of this world and the cares of this world and the lusts of this world become so heavy to bear. And sometimes we don't even realize that these things form a part of our lives. And I pray that you will truly help us to slowly but surely detox our lives to get rid of those things which are causing us harm, even those things which might be seeming to cause us good, and that you will speak to us through your Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us through your word, and that you will speak to us through science and, and through the wisdom of those people whom you have blessed with knowledge, Lord, that we will live our lives in such a way that it will be more wholesome, that it will be more meaningful and definitely more joyous in a kind of way that is sustaining. Bless us now as we read from your word is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse this morning from the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 19. It says, And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choked the word of God and it became unfruitful. The title for my talk this morning is The Dangers in Man-Made Pleasures. So, we all have heard the verse that says, Be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12. And you know the thing is about this verse is oftentimes when we read it, we think it only speaks of the fact that we, we have to just change our thinking. We just have to sort of change the way that we, we think about things and therefore our whole lives will be changed. But you see, our lives are vastly different and can be vastly different if we can, you know, sort of like understand how the mind works, how the brain functions. And if we understand how the brain functions, the transformation of the brain and, and to, to sort of like guide the brain will help us to transform our lives and fill our lives with so much more happiness than what we currently are experiencing. Your life and happiness can be vastly different if we help our minds, our little bobs, to change the way that they think and function regarding what is good for him and versus what is not good for the brain. And we need to help to reset the brain's cravings for pleasure. We need to help to reset the brain's cravings for the things of this world that is deceitful and full of lust. Um, and how are we going to do this? Well, we have to understand how our brains, or little Bob, deal with pleasure. So why does our brain chase pleasure? Why does our brain seek after pleasure? Now, yesterday, we spoke about that in the last days, the Bible warns us that men will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And oftentimes we think that this is just because we choose pleasure versus we choose God. But I believe that God understood that as time progressed, as this world slowly was coming to an end, that technological advancements would be made, that man would create artificial pleasures, pleasures for ourselves, which we thought would be good for us, but would actually in the end be bad for us. But now the question is, as this world has progressed and we've created all of these pleasurable things that are actually bad for us, that's bad for our brains, that's bad for our bodily health, why is it that if we know that many of these things are not good for our health, not good for our bodily or mental health, why is it that we still do these things? I mean, think about it in terms of food. If I know that cake is bad for me and broccoli is good for me. Why does my brain choose cake 
as opposed to choosing broccoli. So if I put cake and broccoli in front of you, your brain will naturally tell you, because of pleasure, to choose the cake. Why does my brain prefer watching a movie as opposed to reading a book? Why does my brain um, sort of prefer watching entertainment on social media as opposed to reading the Bible, taking time and reading through the Bible? Um, why does our brain prefer taking shortcuts to the more longer, tedious roads towards experiencing pleasure? Because pleasure is something that God has destined us to experience here on this earth and for the life to come. It's not just heaven that is promising you know, pleasure and blessings, but this earth also has promises of pleasure and blessings. But our brain wants to take shortcuts. Our brain wants to quickly and instantly experience this kind of pleasure. You know, the answer to the question as to why our brain would naturally choose cake over broccoli seems obvious. You might say something, well, it's obvious. Cake tastes better than broccoli. Um, but it's not as simple as that. The real answer will really help you to understand why we act in certain ways, why we, we repetitively you know, um, perform certain habits and certain practices that become addictions. And the real answer can actually help us to break bad habits. It can help us to break addictional patterns that are formed in our minds and that, that we, we act upon. You know, like the Bible tells us, Paul says, the things that I want to do, I don't do them. And the things that I don't want to do, I do them all the time. And, and this is really what's happening inside of our brains. Our bobs have become sort of like in this habitual habit of doing things which is not good for the body, but there's a reason that he does it. Because Bob finds pleasure in these things despite the negative consequences that come afterwards. So we need to learn how to overcome the brain's automatically seeking out quick pleasures. You know, the rewards that are bad for you in the long run. Because the brain doesn't look at the badness in the long run. The brain just looks at the instant pleasure that it's going to receive. So we have to ask the question, what motivates our brains? What motivates Bob? It's really pleasure. Pleasure motivates him. Um, the good thing is, is that, you know, when God created the system of our brain, when God gave us the brain, gave us Bob, that would be motivated by pleasure. And when we were originally designed in the Garden of Eden to live out our lives, our brains were safe in seeking out pleasure because there were only good things that would bring us pleasure. Good things in the Garden of Eden that, that we were safe from the toxic pleasures that we have today. Think about it. Our brains are just like little children. If you were to release a child into a fruit and veg shop and said, you can eat as much as you want until you are satisfied and until you are happy. There's no real danger in this. Uh, they're relatively safe if you were to release a child in a fruit and veg shop and say, eat whatever you want. But if you were to release a child in a candy store and say, eat what you want, you would understand that in both they would find pleasure, but they would find more pleasure in the candy shop. And they would also be, they would be more detrimental harm if the child were to eat all the things in the candy shop as opposed to eating it in the fruit and veg shop. So our world has really drastically placed us in an environment that is very toxic. Toxic pleasures have become, you know, readily available to us all around us. And Bob cannot differentiate between the two because Bob was not created with these, these toxic pleasures around him. He didn't have to protect himself against these things when our brains and when we were created. So where we are at today world is really a candy store.
And Bob is that little kid, our brain, that wants the candy and not the fruit. But why does Bob want the candy and not the fruit? Well, you see, it's because of the pleasure trap that we spoke of yesterday. There's pleasure. There's a force that pulls you in the wrong direction because this force is stronger than the natural pleasures that God has created for us. And many of us are driven by this feeling, you know, feelings, as opposed to being driven by our cognition, our thought processes, and our logical decisions of what is safe and what is healthy. Let me give you an example of this. So there are people that I've heard that, you know, will say something like, I'm lactose intolerant, which means that you can't use dairy products. And they would say something like, I know that when I use lactose, for example, if I drink milk, if I eat ice cream or chocolates or things like that, that has dairy in it, I know that I'm messing up my digestion. And I know that my brain health in the long run is going to be affected as well as my bodily health. But I love ice cream and I love that the way that ice cream tastes. So I'm going to eat the ice cream irrespective of the damage that it's going to do because I want the pleasure that it's going to give me right now. So many of us step into this trap where we know cognitively that some of these things, these toxic pleasures that the world has created, that we have created, um, you know, can cause us harm. But we still go for that instant pleasure. And why is this? We need to understand how the, 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 the pleasure system in our brain works. We un- need to understand this reward system. We need to understand how, to, 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 how this functions in order to break free free from this pleasure trap the pleasure trap of tasty food and inappropriate physical contact sexual desire alcohol heroin pornography chocolate gambling social media online shopping video games uh, all of these things you know to break free from these things which can in the end when we overuse them or even when we just use them in a normal kind of capacity can cause much harm to us we need to understand how the brain is motivated by pleasure we need to understand the reward system and how it works how it works that this reward system has been hijacked by the artificial pleasures of this world when we started out we we read a verse that said that you know sometimes what happens in spirituality is is that we don't want to enjoy the pleasures of god's word anymore because it's been choked out by the deceitfulness of riches you know that pleasure of riches that we are chasing by the lust of this world and and i believe that this is really what has happened in our lives is that our brains were created to 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 sort of deal with the normal pleasures of life but now we as humans have created these these over intensified ways of receiving toxic pleasure and our bob our brain has been hijacked and abused by these these things and because our brain chooses the toxic pleasure as opposed to the good healthy pleasure we find ourselves with numerous mental illnesses and physical illnesses within our bodies so psychology tells us that there are three driving factors that motivate our behavior it is pleasure so pleasure pulls us so things like ice cream alcohol all of these things that i've mentioned and and it can be good pleasure as well as bad pleasure it can be good pleasure like good and healthy foods but unfortunately our brain has been hijacked by the 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 good, the, 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 the pleasurable things that are toxic because they release a, a surge of dopamine as opposed to the normal healthy things which release a, a lower level of dopamine and then another thing that drives us towards behaving in a specific way is pain many of us you know we we are driven 
driven by pain because we want to avoid pain. So things like fire, you know, if you burn or an icy cold swimming pool, we will avoid those type of things because we know that it's going to cause us pain. And then another one that psychology states, um, you know, they, they say uh, the reason why we are motivated towards doing something or not doing something is because of energy conservation. In other words, our brains look for the quickest and most painless way to do something. In other words, a type of instant gratification or shortcuts. So our brain is, is motivated by pleasure, by pain and by energy conservation. Now, I'd like to say that energy conservation is just a fancy word that makes you feel less bad for laziness. You know, laziness. Our brain becomes lazy. Our brain wants to take shortcuts. Now, you know, in the biblical days, in the times when God created this world, you know, we, we couldn't really be lazy. We, we, we had to work by the sweat of our brow. We had to we had to till the soil. We had to do the things of manual labor. But nowadays, we've got all of these instant things that we spoke of yesterday, you know, dishwashers that do the work for us. And, and, and we've really been driven to, to, to laziness. So these three things really drive us. But I want to speak to you today about the pleasure and the pain factor and more so about the pleasure factor. So naturally, when God created our brains, it would make sense that God would create us to avoid pain, you know, to avoid things like violence, abuse, neglect, snakes, lions, you know, all of these things that will cause us harm. And we can understand that God created our brains to naturally seek out pleasure. And this pleasure that our brains seek should have been, you know, given to us in a balanced, consistent kind of way. And we get this balanced, consistent release of pleasure, dopamine, serotonin, all of those things through natural things like exercise, manual labor, good nutrition, food, you know, having good social wood visits, you know, things like that, Um, like it would have been in the Garden of Eden. But like I said, we have created this artificial world. We are now living in an environment that Bob does not recognize, an environment that is dangerous for Bob. There are now more dangers and pleasure than ever before. Um, Pleasures that are are concentrated and and, and not balanced in the sense of how it releases dopamine in our bodies. And now Bob has to choose. Bob has to choose between the natural pleasures that God created naturally for us, and he has to choose between the unnatural pleasures that we have created in the world. And just because the brain releases dopamine for both doesn't mean that it's good for Bob. And Bob doesn't understand this. Your brain doesn't understand this. It simply responds to the pleasure. It simply says, well, I'm going to go for the thing that gives me the most pleasure. And unfortunately, many of the things that we as men have created in this world today causes a surge of pleasure. And Bob is going to choose that despite the negative consequences that comes with it. So why do we still engage in this actions, in these actions, if we still know it is harmful? Um, you know, we do it simply because it feels good. Um, we, we step into the pleasure trap of eating ice cream when we know we're lactose intolerant. Now, it works a little bit more simplistically than just saying, you know, we're going for pleasure. How this pleasure works is in the following way. Built into every creature that lives, whether it's animal or human, there is something that God built inside of us that's called natural instincts. Um, things that drive us towards acting in a specific way for survival. So, for example, you will, if you haven't had water in a while, your mouth will start to go dry and your body will tell you you need water. This is called an instinctual kind of you know, thing that happens in the body so that you are driven to go and search for water. It is built in inside of you. Now, triggers in your thought process happens when you start feeling thirsty. So when you start feeling thirsty, you'll start thinking, I need water. Then you will also have a specific feeling. It will either be a feeling of discomfort of, I need water. I'm not feeling well without water. And then you will go and drink. So in this sense, pain is driving you 
you towards going to go drink water. Or it can be a pleasurable feeling. For example, if you've had water previously, which most of us had, and we know the pleasurable feeling that we get once you quench that thirst, after you've been thirsty for a long while, your, your bob will push you towards going to drink water so that you can experience that pleasure once you quench your thirst. Now, then we go over into action, which is basically to go and drink the water. Now, what really drives our behavior is not our thoughts of, oh, I'm thirsty, let me go and drink water. Because you can think back in your own life where there has been moments where you said, I need to do this because I know it will be good for me, but we still don't do it, even though our thoughts are telling us that we need to do it. So God built into us feelings, feelings that sort of push us even harder towards action. And these feelings drive our behavior. Now, feelings, many people have asked, the question what exactly are feelings now there's a difference between feelings emotions and moods feelings is that initial you know thing that you get inside of you that 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 feeling that you have like i need to do something something needs to happen and feelings really are signals it's signals that your body gives you signals that your body emits to tell you whether an experience is good or bad in other words this signal tells you um whether you should behave in in the sense of doing something something or not doing something. So when you have a negative feeling, your body's probably going to tell you don't do that. When you have a positive feeling, your body's probably going to tell you do that. Now these signals are there in order to push us into specific behaviors. And in a perfect world, this would not be problematic, but we're living in an imperfect world where our bobs are now exposed to environmental factors that are not so good for him. And your brain is going to take in all the stimuli around it. It's going to take in the natural world as well as the unnatural world. And your brain little bob is going to, to weigh up whether you know the feelings that he is feeling is good or bad. And depending on whether the feeling is good or bad, Bob is going to teach you to repeat specific behaviors in order to make you feel good. Um, and then habits are formed and sometimes even addictions if Bob is pushing you towards the unnatural kinds of pleasure seeking as opposed to the natural kinds of ways of seeking pleasure. So basically what happens is is that in the center of control in your brain called the stratium, your brain is going to weigh up the value of your feelings. Am I feeling good or am I feeling bad when I do a specific action? And in a nanosecond, your brain sends out a message to your body to say, go for it or stay away. This is what feelings do. Feelings are signals that teach you how to react, whether you should do something or not do something. And because we are living in this new environment where man-made pleasure is highly concentrated and releases extreme surges of dopamine to Bob, to the brain, um, this pleasure, this extreme surge of pleasure makes Bob think that he has been successful. It makes Bob feel safe. It makes Bob feel like, whoa, this is something good. You need to repeat this behavior because it is something good. But what Bob doesn't understand is that everything in the environment is no longer safe. It might feel good in the moment, but unfortunately, Bob doesn't understand the way that your cognitive part of your brain understands that if you're going to eat sugar repeatedly, that you're going to end up with diabetes. Bob doesn't understand that if you are going to drink alcohol and you're going to abuse alcohol in a way, you are going to end up with many bodily and mental harms to Bob. And, and unfortunately, Bob is driven by this, this kind of, I'm living in a perfect world and everything that gives me pleasure is good kind of motivation. Now, to use an example of how this works, I'd like to draw 
their attention to 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 in nature how moths work now if you know a little bit about moths moths are drawn to natural light so like in the evening when they come out this is mostly where you see moths moths are drawn to the light of the moon and the stars and the reason that they're drawn to the light of the moon and the stars is because the moon they use for navigation it 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 kind of drives them to do certain things and to move in certain patterns and to move in certain directions now because they are drawn to light in their natural instinctive bodily functions they are drawn to what is called natural light this is something that god planted in them where in the natural world it would work well for them they would go to the moon they would you know fly in the direction of the light and 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 where the other little bugs are and things like that but unfortunately in the unnatural world where we live we have created artificial light and on your porch you have a light which you probably leave on during the night and unfortunately the moth is drawn to the brightest light in the sky kind of like the way that our bob is drawn to the strongest thing that emits pleasure for him so the moth is drawn to the brightest sky and the light so they go to the porch light and they keep you know pushing towards the porch light not realizing that it's hot they're just going towards their where their body naturally tells them to go towards this artificial light and they keep hitting the light they keep flying into the light and they're thinking that they're doing themselves good because their natural instincts is telling them this is what i need to do in order to survive but unfortunately they end up killing themselves by flying into this light repeatedly repetitively and this is exactly what happens with us in terms of our bob our our emotional side of our brain the the part that, that 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 sort of responds in terms of feeling needs to be controlled by the part of your brain that controls logic we need to we need to teach bob not to be hijacked by our feelings our the moth's instinct is misguided and hijacked by these unnatural concentrated supernormal stimulants of the light and in the same way our brains our bobs um is is misguided and hijacked by these unnatural concentrated supernormal stimulants that we find in our environment it's not supposed to be in our environment god didn't create the world with all of these man main kind of things that we have um and and bob ends up going towards the light he ends up going towards the stimulus over and over again until eventually some of the habits and some of the addictions that we form because bob responds to the stimuli to this feeling to the signal that tells him that he needs to go to for what is good because it's going to help him to survive ends up you know destroying your mental health it ends up destroying your your bodily health and it ends up sometimes even physically killing people because of the repeated addictions of life that bob gets himself involved in innocently our brains were not designed to deal with these concentrated supernatural stimulants that we find around us things like sugars and salts and the influx of media and drugs and pornography and alcohol and all of these funny things that we have around us today and our original environment that we cre- were created in and placed in by god did not contain many if any of these elements that we have today which cause the surge of pleasure um you know and and these things are highly concentrated and we've created created these things highly concentrated and because you know we are seeking after this extreme pleasure and sometimes these things were created because of consumerism um because the world wants us to buy into their products so they 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 put high amounts of sugar in their drinks because they want to addict us they want us to go for these things because it means more money in their pockets now the big danger 
in Bob, your brain, having to deal with these highly concentrated man-made things is that Bob is designed to choose and to seek the best um, thing that gives him the most amount of pleasure in the quickest way. Remember that they said that we are driven, we are motivated to action by pleasure, by pain and by, I'm going to say, laziness. Um, They say conservation of energy. In other words, the quickest way to find pleasure, this is what Bob has been designed to do. Now, in the perfect garden of Eden in that context there would be no harm in that because God released us into the world into the fruit and veg shop of the world and he said my children go and enjoy and find pleasure in it but in the modern world man has created the candy shop and there are many dangers in the candy shop and now Bob needs to guard against forming habits that are ultimately going to lead to Bob's destruction and we need to teach Bob to stay away from these things which form habits that are unhealthy that form habits, that form addictions. And we need to teach Bob that even though it feels good and it feels right because of the dopamine release that, it's, that, that the brain gives us, that it is not good for them. That the natural environment has, has been, you know, been destroyed. It has been hijacked. And now he is living with this deceitfulness, this deceitfulness um, of life and the lusts of life that are all around, like in the porch light for the poor moth. All of a sudden, Bob is drawn to this 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 strong light this this unnatural kind of surge of energy that promises so much but then in the end offers destruction and what we're going to do tomorrow is we're going to look at how do we teach bob to 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 stay safe amidst all of these stimulations that are around him how are we going to teach bob to rewire the way that he responds to pleasure so that he can respond to the natural pleasures more as opposed to the unnatural pleasures The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.